Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Hi, and welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast. I'm Meredith Bond, here with... Prue Warren. And today... Representing the different. (laughs) Today, um, listeners, you are going to have a really interesting and different sort of podcast because today Prue and I are both going to be exploring the definition of success, which is something that we have not talked about. And it's something that is actually really important to talk about. And be, But the number one thing that you all, including you, Prue, everybody should know is that there is no right answer. There may not be a right answer, but there, there ought to be some answers that I can consider as I go along, right? I mean, sooner or later, I have to be able to say, look, it's working, whatever, whatever that might be. Global publishing empire, right? Yes, um, but it's really, I, I feel that this is something internal that this is something that we all um, have our own concepts of. Okay, I see what you're saying. I think, think yeah, yeah, I agree. What is successful for one person may not be successful for another. We can assume, we can just theorize that possibly Nora Roberts would have a different definition of success than I would. We might. Absolutely. I don't think I'll sell, oh, probably not quite as many books as she will. Probably. I don't know. Well, you know, give yourself 25 years or so. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So here's my theory on personal success. I believe that the easiest way to measure success is not always the most productive way. And I, and I, I think that the easiest way to measure success in the book world is through dollar signs. But I also think that for most of my life, I believe the best way to measure my health was through the number on the scale. And that turns out to be an absolute fallacy. In fact, it can distract me from the truth, right? If I've lost five pounds, am I any healthier? Maybe not. I mean, maybe there's stupid things going on in my body that caused me to lose five pounds. So if I do everything I can to maximize the dollar signs that are attached to my book, is that really a, a, a good measure of success and a healthy publishing life? Am I, am, I, am I robbing Peter to pay Paul? Am I attempting to lure in people um, by, I don't know, shortchanging everything and then later not fulfilling the promise by putting out crappy books because I didn't put enough effort into them because I was so interested in generating money and I was all stressed about money, right? So. I think money is a really easy way to measure success, really easy way that'll slap you in the face. And you might say to yourself, I've spent more publishing this book than I have earned from it. 
But I think there are other ways of measuring success that ought to be balanced and attached to money. So here's my theory, and I want your thoughts on it. Money is one. The number of readers you have is two. The number of vigorous, active, enthusiastic sort of reader ambassadors who promote you is three. And then personal pride. Mm -hmm. Geez, there's also newsletter. How many names on your newsletter? That would be another one. Which I think that goes along with the number two. You think it goes along with readership? Yes, because there is actually no way of knowing how many readers you have. Sadly, Amazon does not share that number with you. Okay, I see what you're saying, because maybe people belong to Kindle Unlimited and you don't know how many people are reading your book. But if I don't put my book up for Kindle Unlimited, am I still included in that group? No, but... I mean, you'll know how many people have bought your book, but you don't know how many people have read it. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So, um, okay. So I think the easiest one is money or or wait a minute. Are there other, are there other buckets that you would put success into money, readership, personal pride, and the number of fanatical ambassadors you have? I think that's a really great list. Um, I think that uh, beyond personal pride is your own personal happiness with your writing and your where you are in your career. Mm-hmm. The happiness index. I love that. The happiness index. Yes. Okay. All right. And I think in that happiness index, you also have to measure knowledge gained, competency, happiness and competency index. Because especially as I struggle to become competent, um, I think that there's probably a tremendous amount of uh, satisfaction. Uh, there's a big reward in getting through the process once, but, but by the time I go through it, theoretically, five times, 10 times, when it's almost second nature to me and I'm feeling competent, I would measure that as a certain form of success too. Okay. <gasps> another one. Mary, I've got another one. How about incompetency? How about the your ability to give back, your ability to reach behind you, Meredith, oh. and to the hand behind you, Prudence, who needs your help? At that point, I mean, there must be satisfaction in, in that moment of, I can show you. I, I know how to get out of this hole. I've been here before. That's a, that is beautiful. I love that. I love that so much because when I started self-publishing and in fact, publishing in general, I had no idea what I was doing. And I relied on the goodwill of the members of the RWA and more specifically the Beaumont, which is the Regency Writers chapter. was the Regency Lance Riders of America, of which we are both members, and we encourage others to join because it's valuable. Absolutely. And and interestingly enough, the Beaumont is no longer a chapter of the Romance Writers of America. It is now an independent organization. No kidding. Is that right? Yes. And it is. I belong to both the RWA and the Beaumont. Um, And they're doing fabulous things that it was a big decision to, to disaffiliate from RWA. 
but um, they're doing fabulous things and they are such a wonderful group support group that, I mean, if it had not been for them, I wouldn't have known what I was doing. And then the Washington Romance Writers, my local RWA chapter built on that. And through these organizations, I learned what to do. And so it is through these organizations and well as my own personal work that I try and usher other people through so that they don't feel as lost and confused as I did. Thank you. (laughs) On behalf of our listener, I want to thank you for me. I'm going to put in the show notes links to Beaumont, um, Romance Writers of America, and the Washington Romance Writers chapter of RWA. Yes. Um, Okay. So let's, I want to back up a little bit Mm -hmm. to the easiest and least helpful measure, which is the number of dollars earned. Okay. Do you believe that the majority of people can say, I am going to um, write romance novels or any kind of novel and therefore pay the electric bill? Or do you believe, I mean, it's not likely that everybody can quit their day job. Most people can't. Most people aren't Nora Roberts or Stephen King. Right. So it might be wise in the in the in, in the path forward if the dollar signs are important to you, listener. Maybe have a a realistic goal that you're not going to retire immediately. You're not going to quit your day job, but but there probably are stages and measures of progress. If you need a thousand dollars a year to pay your cable bill, maybe that's all you are trying to earn this year. Maybe there's a inter- intermediate goal between nothing and Nora Roberts. Um, the thing is, is that you can't always, it's not going to be steady. It's not going to be a steady stream of income. It's going to fluctuate greatly, which is why it terrifies me when people say that they're going to quit their day job to become a writer. Because mm-hmm. one month I can earn $100 and the next month I'm earning $1,000 and the following month I'm earning $200 and the next month I could earn, you know, $1,500. It, it fluctuates so much. It's not a steady stream of income. Okay. And that's, that's why I have go- problems putting a number on success. Okay. But that's putting a number on your bookkeeping and you're planning ahead. But if you said to yourself, this is how I define success, right? I'm not going to make my decision. I'm not going to say I'm going to quit my job because I'm going to make enough money to live off of. But if you said my definition of success is making enough money this year that I can make my car payments, making enough money this year that I can buy more romance novels. I mean, if you set yourself a sort of a practical goal, at least that way you have an easier definition of success. Goals are always great. Goals are always wonderful. And so if your goal is to be able to go out for dinner every night on your book royalties, that's a Shaw, that's my goal. I love that goal. <laughs> right now, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> All right. So, but that is, I think that's one of the easiest things to measure because it's very hard to achieve your happiness index. It's hard to figure that out. But if you do say, for me, success is 
making $5 more than I spent, right? Over the course of a year, if I'm attempting as I am to produce three books in six months, which is insanity, but damn it, going to do it. (laughs) I'm spending a lot on editors and on proofreaders and book covers. And there's just a lot of outgo. Right. And so I think for me, dollar wise, because I'm fortunate, my definition of success is to make a dollar more than I spent. And after that, I will reassess my dollar goals because then I'll have a better idea of, of, of what my potential is. So that's the easy one. Dollars is easy. Right. And for dollars also, you're saying, you know, if you earn back a dollar more than you spent, but the, what's the time period there? Oh, if, shit. That's a good question. Right. How long? How long? Because if you are expecting to earn back as much as you spent within a month of right. your publication, right? It's probably not going to be hap- not going to happen, and then you will be quote unquote a failure. But you're not because, especially especially self publishing, as they say, is a marathon. It is not a sprint. You will not earn back a huge amount of money right away. You, but over a year, after a year, you should earn back what you spend. Well, that's interesting. And so do you think that's a good rule of thumb to say within the course of a year? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll I tell would you think why, so. I'll tell you why that sort of surprises me. My, my goal of uh, three books in six months is because I want to build up a certain amount of momentum um, and, and play with the Amazon algorithms and, and stay up on, if you like this, this is recommended for you lists. And that requires pretty speedy um, releases of books. But I also believe that your book will sell most in the first month. And then in the next month, sales taper. And then in the next month, sales taper. So it's just surprising to me that you would allow that calendar to run on for a solid year. Because my estimation is by the end of the second month, I mean, your sales are probably kind of kind of flaccid. They will, they will drop. I mean, be, especially with because you do so much marketing and buildup of your book when it first releases, you get this big spike. Right. Absolutely. But um, with, but then you market it, right? And as you market the book, you will see more spikes. All right. All right. I can see that. That does make sense. That does make sense. You're because you're right. I'm focused on publication day. Right. But but that's not the end. It is not not the end. And you are going to continue to market your book ever after that. And you will see spikes with successful marketing. Okay. So then I'm going to I'm going to define my monetary success. And this is just me. And I'm luckier than most people because I have a big income to start this up with. But my definition of success is to recoup everything I spent on a book within a year. Right. And if there's any profit over that, then I am an empress and and deserve chocolate, really. I mean, it's excellent. Yes. Okay. So now for me. I have a rough first stage definition of success as it relates to money, which I think is the least useful measure. Let's move on to readership. My 
as a novice author, I'm selling my books for cheap, right? Nobody is going to pay uh, $9.99 in an airport bookstore for me. I'm, uh, I'm self-published and I'm going on Amazon and I bravely went for $2.99 for my price. And oh, seems like an awful lot of money for a first-time author, but I'm going cheap. Uh, I'm undervaluing my work because after all, it's Shakespeare. But I'm going for readership. How do I define success in terms of the number of books sold? Obviously, it's not the same thing as the amount of money I make off of those books. How many, how many books? That's a thousand books sold good is 20 a books. A thousand books sold is amazing, is great, is fantastic. Okay. More realistic for a first-time author. And I do have a publications and marketing budget, so I am going to be honking at people. You would say 500 total sold? Total within what time period? Once again. Within that year. Within that year. Oh, within that year, definitely 500. 500 is, you'd think 500 would be a good first time author's number. I think that would be a great first time author's number. In a year. Now, let let me just ask you rudely, when your next book comes out, how many of them will sell in a year, given that you have an active, vigorous, and enthusiastic readership? I haven't the foggiest. Um, I just put my Christmas story up for, for sale. In fact, it just came out on Monday. I'm going to uh, buy it. It's called Christmas in the Cards. <laughs> That's the lady, that Ladies Whist Society. Exactly. So all of the titles are, have something to do with whist or cards or something like that. Really? show notes thank you um so i advertised that book to my newsletter readers and i advertised it for four day three days four days on facebook okay Uh by boosting up my facebook post telling my my facebook readers about it i got 37 pre-orders is that that sounds that sounds pretty gorgeous to me that was pretty good I have in the past gotten many fewer but I think maybe because I my readership is built up and I did advertise it generally to Facebook okay so do you anticipate and that's that's that that one's that one's different because it is seasonal. In January, people are unlikely to buy Christmas in the cards. It is true. Uh, go so, back to last. So I'm yeah. just. I am currently. I don't know if what you see on your screen, but see? I am on um, Amazon, and I'm just looking up uh, the last twelve months. Of a trick of mirrors, a trick of mirrors, which came out in April. I'm sorry, a trick of mirrors. A or maybe I should look up for uh, look up a book that's been out for longer than a year. (laughs) you give me the giggles. You have so many books that you could possibly look up. I mean, I'm just very. um, You and I are not of the same tribe. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm getting there, man. Okay, so. The second book in my Ladies Wagering Whist Society series. It's called? It's called Jack of Diamonds. Jack of Diamonds. I'll put a link in the show notes. 
people okay. can buy. Sure. It is also $2.99. Oh, I think, oh, I think oh, that's just, a good price. That's a good price. Okay. 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 So did. in the past year, 435 copies of this book have sold. Wow. In the past 12 months. Okay. All right. And I have uh, just looking at the royalties and trying to think of how much I spent on editing and book cover. Um, I have recouped my my outlay, you know, the amount of money that I spent on producing the book. That's twice over. No, not twice over. No, it is. It's my definition of success in the amount of money you've made over time and in the number of readers that you have. So yes, it is. That's my definition of success in two categories. So A plus so far. Um, All right. Ambassador readers, people who promote you, people who love you, people who think you're it. They are the, the cat's meow. They are the greatest thing on earth. And I wish I had more of them. Every author wants more of them because you never have too many. I have a few who I know will promote me. I may have others who I don't know. Mm. Right? Yeah. How do you know who is promoting you? Well, you do a Google search, man, of course, exhaustively and like a crazy woman. Duh. I know, but you say never engage, never engage in any of the reviews. Um, so, you know, of a handful of your ambassador readers. And uh, could you could you quantify that? Can you say how many ambassador readers looks like success to you? If you have five people who will promote you without you asking them to, is that is that how you define success, or do you have is one enough to define success? I think more than one, but fewer than ten. <laughs> How's that? One, greater than one, lesser than ten. Now I have to figure out uh, X is greater than one, less than so, ten. You know, five is good. Five is very good especially if they're influencers, you know? You mean like uh, blog bloggers or something? Like uh, Instagram or YouTube or Facebook influencers. Social media influencers. How the hell do you attract those people? All right, I have never no idea. I have met a few of them and they have promoted me off and on from time to time, but I don't think any have with me I don't know I have no idea Mm -hmm. and I don't know how you would know well I suppose though if they don't arrive organically it's not the same definition of success if you're paying someone for it no these are these are organic Organic. these are organic so you can't really you can't go out and find them they have to find you exactly all right but but we're not talking about how you how you acquire these ambassadors you're talking about we're talking about how their presence helps you to define whether you regard your your career as a success or not. So that's good. Yes. Uh, you think that your readership numbers and your newsletter numbers are the same, but I don't think so. I think a newsletter list and a readership list are different. I see my success, like I'm running this promotion now for the advent calendar. Mm-hmm. I'll ma- email you an advent calendar story every day. And my list has gone from 46 people to 196 now. That's 196. fantastic. Yay, that is fantastic. 
No, and, and all those new people are mine to attempt to lure into permanent um, relationship with me, into permanent newsletter status. So it's really exciting. So I see newsletter list size as a as another measure of success over readership. Yes, and I do not believe that readership is the same as newsletter size because readership is people who buy your books and read them, not just buy them, but read them. But a lot of people who do that aren't even aware or maybe they're not even interested in getting an email from you once a month. They just like your books. I dig. I'm with you. So I think it's different. I think they are different numbers. They are very different numbers. And hopefully your um, newsletter, your number of newsletter subscribers, hopefully is a tenth of your readership. (gasps) Really? Really. Because I have 198 newsletter subscribers today. (laughs) Eight. Which is a beautiful, beautiful number. And I'm thrilled that you have them. But they're, of course, they're after this sweet, innocent, kindly Advent story, not steamy, sexy rom-com. So I don't know if I'll keep them, but I've got them for now. Um, I've asked you before, and I think you were kind enough to tell me how many names you have on your newsletter list. Is it is it rude to ask? It is not rude to ask. I just, oh, I have about 2,500, a little bit less, which is... So few compared with so many others. I mean, I have heard of other authors with 10,000 names. And I have. Here's what, here's what I'm learning. And I want to tell you about your 2,500 people. I, when I began the concept of having a newsletter and a website and promotions and hoop de doop de doo, uh, I signed up for a couple of authors' newsletters because I needed guides. And the, the message that I got from everybody that I read was, do not mail your newsletter only when you have a book to sell. That you have to build a sort of a cyber friendship with these people. They have to feel like you and they are friends and that they okay. share your interests. So don't exactly. do it. Well, yes. the world's leading romance novelist is Nora Roberts, without a doubt, head and shoulders. I signed up for her newsletter six, six months ago. I just got the first one. And in it, it says, here are the four books I'm putting out. Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. I mean, it was, I I think she does not rely on her newsletter the way I do, but it was exactly opposite to the way that I believe. Her newsletter mailing list must be epic. It must be, I mean, she must, you know, need security guards when she walks around because she's got so many names, but she's not handling it right. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. She she doesn't have to. But I see now that she's doing it wrong, man. (laughs) She doesn't have to. You're right. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. I send out my newsletter once a month. And I think your 2,500 people are glad to get it. Well, no, I can tell you that only 25 to 30% of them are because that's the number of opens I have. Okay, so we should talk about this in its own segment, but I'm wondering Absolutely. now, I have I have a bunch of people who have not confirmed and I think they've put in wrong email addresses and hoop de doo. So it's not all it's not all 190 of them are not mine yet to pursue. 
at what point do you call your newsletter list? Let's talk about that later, some other time. So, so next up on our definition of success is personal pride, happiness index, and feelings of competency, which I lump together in one group. Hard I, to. I would, I would sort out competency from the happiness. Okay. Because huh? and feeling in feelings of success because I know what I'm doing, right? I've been published for 15 years. I know you do. Thank God. My first book came out in 2004. Okay. That's 16 years ago. Right. Know what I'm doing. Does that make me feel successful? No. It just makes me feel competent. It doesn't make you feel successful anymore because you're used to it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So well, I, I don't think about fair, it. That's a fair distinction. You have achieved competency. It's no. It no longer has the same value to you as it will to me. Yes. Well, and I, can't, I will be thrilled. That's <laughs> a long in future. And being a writer is like being a doctor or a lawyer. It is a practice. It is not something that you learn and then you know it. I am okay. always um, learning more. Okay, I agree. I agree. But there are things that you can learn in publishing that will make you more capable. Well, actually, I see what you're saying because publishing has changed so dramatically over the past 15 years that, that you do have to keep learning. Okay. And it is constantly changing. It is constantly changing and growing and adapting and moving forward because life does that and technology does that. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. you always have to be on top of what's happening and how it's changing and what you need to do to adapt to these changes. So I would say, I'm going to argue with you that you don't value, you no longer value that competency because I think you do. I think knowing how to run a Google ad, knowing how to run a Facebook ad, understanding the Amazon algorithm, you are, you have got, you've got to feel proud that you are, you've at least explored these aspects. I, that to me is part of being a professional author. All right. So you don't define success. Well, I would define success that way because I'm, I, I because you're just learning it. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's go back to the happiness index then. Yes. Are you happy doing it? That's the, I mean, that's, it's impossible to measure, but the only person who can answer it is you. Exactly. And so, and I cannot tell you how many times I have had thoughts of, do I really want to do this anymore? Wow, really? Really. What do you like and what do you dislike? I like writing. I love creating characters. Writing dialogue, it's a joy. I get such satisfaction from getting into somebody else's head and living there for a little while. It's much better than reading to me because I get to control what happens. I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely 100% agree with you. Um, I feel like God. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
joyous. That's that's cool. So I cannot live without that. However, marketing is the biggest pain in any uh, part of my body you would like to name. Yeah, yeah. And looking at my sales numbers can sometimes be so depressing oh. that I just want to say, I think I'm just going to write for myself and to hell with publishing because I don't want all the other stuff. I don't want to have to deal with it sometimes, right? So being a professional author is really hard and can be mentally distressing and difficult. So well, that's distinction because being an author is really fun, but being a professional author carries hard. a whole lot of weight with it. Yes. All right. That's a really good, that's a very important distinction. That's an important distinction. Yes. So, so your index has to measure the joy against the pain. Right. Yeah. I decided as I was, as I was fussing with, um, promotions and newsletters and websites and stuff that either this was going to make me crazy or I was just going to insist that I really enjoyed it, right? I was going to decide. I was going to make an active decision. Uh, now I like this. <laughs> okay. That's what we're doing now. Um, so if that happiness index would fluctuate all the time. It does. Um, it stays, for me at least, steady for a little while. So, you know, I'll go for four to six months uh, you know, just happy as a clam because my books are selling pretty well or even better than I anticipated. And my book that I'm writing is going well. And so all things happy are happening. And then I, my sales will drop off and I will need to start actively working on my marketing again, or, you know, something else happens and I'll just go into a slump for a little bit. And I will reevaluate for myself what makes me happy and why I'm continuing to do this. So there's the answer is the definition of success changes all the time. That there is no, when you say there's no one definition of success, you also mean there's no one permanent definition of success. Even if I decide that my answer is I must turn a profit after a year, that's probably not going to be the end of my of my assessment nope definition of success is uh, i don't know good luck <laughs> <laughs> but i mean even when i'm at my lowest point where i don't feel that my books are selling at all and you know i'm having and i'm struggling to to put together the next one even when that is happening and I'm really, you know, I'm saying, is this all worth it? I can still stand back and say, I have had a successful career as an author. And I am proud of that. And that is worth it. And even if I try to stop being a professional author, I don't know that I'm capable of stopping. <laughs> Stephen King keeps retiring. I'm like, yeah, just hang on. Just yeah. It's up on him. He can't keep it in. I'm sorry, but once you're a professional author, 
you know, you're going to have to pry that pen out of my adult cold <laughs> dead hands because that's just, that's the, that is when I stop. When I am dead, I will stop being a professional author. Love it. That's okay. All right. I think that's a pretty good stopping point. Unless you have uh, just a thought. We talked a little bit about reaching back to help others, to teach mm -hmm. others how to do it. Do you have a little microcosm or do we end on that gorgeous thought of pry the pen out of my cold dead hands? <laughs> pretty good stopping point. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> reaching back is is okay there's so many upsides to reaching back and helping others <laughs> that i i mean my mind just boggles with how many positive things happen from doing that you feel good for helping others the person you're helping feels good the person you're helping is gives you an ego boost because they say, oh my God, you know everything. Um, you are bringing somebody else into this fold of people who are professional authors and that feels good. And you are providing or enabling the world to get to know somebody else who will make them happy. That feels good. Okay, there, I can hardly think of a downside to reaching back and helping others. The only downside is that, yeah, it takes some of your time. But, you know. About half, half an hour every week. Half an hour every week. It's not a big deal in the bigger it, scheme of things. You are, you are, you are pouring water in the desert as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And if I ever get competent, I will follow in your footsteps and reach back to someone else because it's meant so much to me. So that's my definition of success. There you go. Meredith, you're awesome. Um, you are Prue. And I love having these talks with you and, and delving into these topics. It's so much fun. That's good. Good. Keep liking it. Um, <laughs> and next week you and I are going to be talking about characters how to build good characters. I love characters. I love characters too. And I'm very eager to learn how you put yours together and what, what moves people through their scenes. So that's next week's topic. Fantastic. And um, I look forward to it. Uh, our dear listener, whoever that may be, and Glory Medina is a listener. I know it could be only Glory. It could be you, me, and Glory. Um, we would love to have questions and we would love to have um, reviews and we would love to have stars in your reviews. The more oh, the better. And do not hesitate to tell us what your definition of success <gasps> is. That would be so awesome. That would be very awesome. That'd be awesome. I'm going to ask We would that love to know. What is your definition of success? I love that. I think it's a great question. It is. Okay. So until next week. Meredith Bond, noted author. Yes, Prue Warren, soon to be Empress. <laughs> Good ending. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. That's it for the Writer's Block Party this week. 
We don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com. One word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week. (laughs) 